Second Samuel, First Samuel, chapter two, from from verse one. Then Hannah prayed and said, "My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly." or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, but those who were hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and makes them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Thank you, Shiny. Um, and hi, everyone. Great to see you. Um, please do keep your Bible open there at 1 Samuel chapter 2. And we prayed in the words of that song. So let's crack on. Stories. Uh, stories often have a shape, don't they? Uh, here's a shape on the screens. If you can see it, it's, uh, it's two arrows. If it's going to come up. <laughs> there it is. Two arrows on top of one another, one pointing up and one pointing down. Um, and I think one of, uh, some of our favorite stories have that shape. Star Wars, the mighty evil empire that was on top ends up coming down, and a weak band of plucky rebels ends up on top. Reversal. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Sauron, Saruman, uh, so big and strong are brought down, and a handful of small, weak hobbits uh, lifted up. Reversal. Uh, Harry Potter, the Dark Lord, unbeatable, uh, humbled, and a little boy who lived, exalted, reversal. Uh, there's something really pleasing about that shape, isn't there? Something about that uh, reversal that, uh, that resonates with us. We like that. And even some of our uh, less well-known stories. Over the holidays, I watched a film from the 80s uh, called Working Girl. Uh, uh, has anyone seen it from the 80s? One or two? Yeah, yeah, Julia, very good. Um, uh, it stars Harrison Ford, but the two main characters uh, are two women. Uh, Tess, played by Melanie Griffith, and Catherine, played by Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Catherine is a successful businesswoman up, up at the top um, of the ladder. Tess is just a lowly secretary, a nobody. Uh, and early on, it's established Tess is stuck at the bottom of the ladder. Um, She's got a pretty rubbish life as well, so we, 
we feel for her. But then Tess comes up with an idea, and it's a great idea, a business idea that could change everything for her. And Tess brings the idea to Catherine because Catherine um, really wants to empower other women, uh, or so she says. Um, and Tess believes her. But turns out the only person Catherine wants to empower is herself because she goes to the higher-ups and passes off Tess's idea as her idea, takes all the credit. And you're outraged to see this powerful woman on top pressing this woman beneath her. Uh, and so you're very pleased uh, when, by the end of a story, uh, Catherine is exposed and gets the boot, uh, and Tess is lifted up to where she belongs. I'm sorry for a spoiler, but the film is about 40 years old, so I, I think it's allowed. Um, but it's wonderful. Uh, and there are some reasons why I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching the film, but I realized afterwards the reason I liked it was because it has this shape, lifted up, brought down, reversal. And if you can hold on to that, uh, that, that shape of um, a lowly woman being lifted up and her rival being brought down, it might help as we hear uh, from these words of Hannah. Uh, we met Hannah last week in chapter one of this book. Uh, don't worry if you missed it. Uh, we'll do some catch up now, because from last week to this week, something's changed and something stayed the same. What's changed? Well, Hannah's gone from weeping to rejoicing. Remember last time, Hannah was in tears because she couldn't conceive, uh, which is a deeply painful thing, but in Hannah's case, it was made even worse. Hannah's husband was married to another woman too, Penina, who could conceive, and Penina took every chance to rub salt into Hannah's wound, gloating, mocking her, taunting her, to the point Hannah was so miserable she'd starve herself. And for Hannah, all she could do was pray. You know, what could she do to change things? Nothing. All she could do was pray and depend on the Lord. And now, verse 1, this weeping woman says, my heart rejoices, no longer tears, but deep joy in her heart because she's been lifted up. A baby's been born. Uh, Hannah's been lifted up, and Peninnah's had the rug pulled out from under her. Deep joy, what a change, from weeping to joy. What hasn't changed from last week to this week? Well, she's still praying, isn't she? See that in verse one again? When Hannah was lowly and oppressed by Peninnah, all Hannah could do was depend on the Lord. All she could do was beg him to be gracious to her. I know that she has been lifted up. Hannah wants to give the Lord all the credit. And my heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, or it could be by the Lord, my horn is lifted high. Lord, you've lifted me up when I couldn't lift myself, and so my mouth boasts over my enemies, not because I've achieved this position, but because I delight in your deliverance. You've got me here, and so I want the spotlight to be on you. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Isn't that good? A lowly woman lifted up and her enemy brought down. It's basically the plot of Working Girl, isn't it? Well, almost, except that this actually happened. Um, and also the Lord is behind this. Uh, Hannah depends on him, he, he does this reversal. 
And also, it's not just Hannah's story, this. You know, you could react to this by saying, well, that's a nice story for Hannah, um, but, it's, but it's not my story, this story of Hannah and her baby. That's a nice story for her. But if you keep listening to Hannah's prayer, if you glance at verses four and five, she goes way bigger than just her and her baby, doesn't she? All these reversals, verse four, the bows of the warriors are broken, downwards arrow, but those who stumbled are armed with strength, upwards arrow. Or verse five, those who were full hire themselves out for food, downwards arrow, but those who were hungry are hungry no more, upwards arrow. Again, she who was barren has borne seven children, upwards arrow, but she who has had many sons pines away, downwards arrow. All these reversals, and who's behind them? Verse six, the Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. Do you see Hannah goes way bigger than just her and her baby? And if we ask why, Hannah, why are you going on about all this other stuff? Well, I think, uh, I think it's a bit like this. Maybe you can think of a time when a friend or a family member does something and you say to yourself, that's so him, that's so her, that's just like him, that's just like her to do that. Uh, of course they do that, classic them, typical. You know what I mean? Might be you discover um, an unflushed toilet and it uh, doesn't surprise you because uh, they're always forgetting things. Um, or you hear that they've booked a last minute holiday to Cuba and um, you're not shocked because, you know, they're quite impulsive like that. They, they do these last-minute things. Uh, or you find out they've been helping an elderly neighbor with their groceries. Uh, and you're not surprised because that's what they're like. They're kind. Uh, what they've done is a little sample of how they operate more widely. Well, it's like that for Hannah because she looks at what the Lord has done for her, lifting her up, humbling her enemy, she looks at how God has worked and she says, that's so him, that's so God, that's just like God to do that, typical. Uh, of course he'd do that, classic God. In fact, this reversal he's done for me, it's not just my story, it's a sample of how God loves to work all over the place, lifting up the one you'd never expect and humbling the one with all the power. And I wonder, friends, is that our picture of God? Uh, do we think of God this way, uh, with that shape? So God loves to work like this. Uh, think of Joseph, thrown into a pit by his jealous brothers, uh, and God raises him up and his brothers bow down to him. Or think of Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the planet, uh, humbled, uh, and Moses, the stuttering, weak ex-slave, uh, beats him. Or, or think David, the shepherd boy, bringing down Goliath, the human tank. Uh, we could go on, but that is how God loves to work. It, could it be that, uh, you know, we, we like this shape in our stories, oh, it resonates with us. Could it be we like it because, because God likes it? God loves to work in this way. And so at the end of her prayer, when Hannah looks forward to a king, not just any king, but but his king, God's king, in verse 10. Hannah knows 
this is how God will work. Uh, that God will give his people a king who might seem weak and lowly and outmatched by his enemies, but who's given strength and exalted, lifted up by God. Because God works this way. And so when you meet a nobody from a nowhere place with no power or position who humbly serves his subjects instead of being served by them, who's oppressed by the powerful and the proud, mocked and rejected and crucified, but the rug is pulled out from under them when God lifts him up as king. Well, when you see that, you say to yourself, that's so him. That's just like God to do that. Classic God. It's typical. Hannah celebrates because God works like this. And this, uh, this is a prayer to God, but, but Hannah's words address us as well. We've got loads to learn from her. And just as an aside, uh, it's worth noticing how God makes Hannah our teacher here. Um, no male voices, uh, no, no men's voices in this chapter, uh, but the voice of a godly woman for the church to learn from. And so here's a question to ask ourselves. Do I expect to learn from both men and women about God and about the Christian life? And since Hannah's speaking here, uh, particularly, who are the women I'm learning from as a Christian? Godly women whose prayers and reflections on experience and insights from God's word I'm, I'm learning from. Worth asking ourselves that. But also, here's something that Hannah might ask us. Which arrow are we on? And how do you know? Uh, two arrows, one's going up, one's going down. Uh, and us here, which of these arrows are we on? And how do we know? Upwards arrow, downwards arrow. Because Hannah has two things for us, two things. And the first is a warning about the downwards arrow. And it's this, God humbles pride. See that in verse three? Take a look at verse three. Someone, uh, someone paraphrased it this way. Don't keep talking so high and mighty, and don't let arrogant talk come out of your mouth. Now, I think we know this isn't saying, you know, as long as we sound humble, um, then, then that's fine. Um, no, this is getting at the heart behind our mouths, isn't it? Proud words reflect a proud mindset. That's the problem. A heart that says, I deserve to be at the top. I'm fine just the way I am. Uh, I can accomplish anything. That's what pride sounds like. It's about lifting myself up. Actually, we've got an example in, uh, in Penina, uh, the woman who oppressed Hannah. Penina lifted herself up and put Hannah down. Uh, like Penina ranked the two of them, decided, I'm on the top, you're on the bottom. Uh, and to do that, this, is, this, this struck me thinking about this. Uh, to do that, Penina took something God had given her, the ability to have children, and she weaponized it. She used her ability to have children as a weapon to put down Hannah. I can have kids, you can't. A bit like the temptation to rank yourself above others because you've got more money, or a nicer house, or you did better in your exams or you're more attractive, or you know the Bible better. Uh, and I think God would say to Penina and to us, what do you have that you did not receive? 
all these things you're using to make yourself feel more superior to others. All these things are gifts I've given you. You didn't create them. They're gifts from me, and you're weaponizing them. Like Hannah says, the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. He sees our hearts. And besides, those attitudes, you know, I belong at the top. I'm fine just the way I am. I can accomplish anything. Well, who's the one person who can actually say those things? It's God. Uh, God deserves to be at the top. God is fine just the way he is. God can accomplish anything. See, as well as weaponizing God's gifts to put others down, pride is exalting myself up to God's level. It's seeking to be God, taking God's place. Like C.S. Lewis said, pride is the complete anti-God state of mind. And friends, here's the sobering thing. It's a mindset that comes naturally to all of us. By nature, we're all proud people, weaponizing God's gifts to put others down, exalting ourselves up to God's level. And Hannah warns us, verse 10, those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. In other words, it's those who lift themselves up who are on the downwards arrow in the end. That's the warning. Here's the reassurance. God lifts up the lowly who depend on him. See, what hope is there for people like us who are naturally proud? Well, here's the thing. It's, it's not that Penina is brought down because she's bad and Hannah is lifted up by God because she's good. Um, Hannah doesn't lift herself up through her own goodness. No, Hannah comes to the point where she realizes all I can do is pray. I'm weak, I'm undeserving, all I can do is pray. And so she depends on the Lord to lift her up. In fact, it's baked into Hannah's name. You might remember from last week that the name Hannah means grace, favored one. Grace is one of those jargon words, but, but what does it mean? It, it means God giving to us what we don't deserve and doing for us what we can't do. Uh, Hannah's called grace because it's only by God's grace that she finds herself on the upwards arrow. See, what makes Hannah different to Penina isn't that Hannah's good, it's that Hannah recognizes her lowliness and she depends on the Lord to lift her up. All she could do was pray and receive grace. And it's the same for us. The, the hope for pride people isn't that we better ourselves to lift us up. It's that God is gracious to us. And he is. Uh, someone once said that um, the essence of sin is us putting ourselves in God's place, pride. And the essence of salvation is God putting himself in our place, in the Lord Jesus, coming down and bearing the punishment for our proud hearts so we could be freely lifted up. And so here's who's on the upwards arrow, not those who lift up themselves, but verse eight, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Needy people like Hannah, like Christians who depend on God's grace. And he seats them with princes and makes them inherit a throne of honor. Brothers and sisters, depending on the Lord Jesus for God's grace, if you've looked at the pride in your heart and realized all I can do is pray, 
then the Lord will lift you up to life and glory forever with him. Well, we'll pray and we'll sing about that in just a second. But, but as we finish, here are two questions that you might like to reflect on, maybe to chat about um, after our service finishes. Uh, how am I tempted to weaponize God's gifts? Um, what is it that God has given me that I'm tempted to use as a, a means to feel superior to others and to put others down? There will be something, probably, because um, our hearts are like that. Interesting, isn't it, that Hannah, when she's given something by God, given, given Samuel, uh, she's freed up to, to give him away again for God's glory and for others' good, rather than using his gift for herself. And here's the second thing. Uh, what does my praying say about me? Uh, Hannah points out that pride will come out in how we sound. And uh, you can tell from Hannah's prayer what makes a godly woman tick. So um, what does our praying say about us? Hannah, when she's needy, depends on the Lord. And when she knows God has been kind to her, she gives him the credit. Two questions to think about. Let me pray, and then we'll sing. Let me lead us in a prayer. Our Father, thank you that you're the kind of God um, uh, who brings down the proud and who lifts up those who you'd least expect, weak, undeserving people like us uh, who simply trust in the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for your kindness. Uh, help us to trust in him. Uh, help us to know you as the God of grace. And, and we pray, Father, that would be reflected, please, uh, in our praying uh, or depending on you. And in Lord, in our grateful use of your gifts for the good of others, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.